Welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy, and today it is election recap time, everyone. The 2022 midterm elections happen, and uh, needless to say, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to give you a very brief overview here um, of all the stuff as it pertains to Illinois. Not really going to get into the macro stuff of the national elections because, heck, we don't even know <laughs> some of the things that happened uh, with some of those yet. So uh, here to join me, of course, the manager of state governmental affairs. You know him. You love him. Mr. Jim Clayton. What's up, Jim? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. You're returning champion yet again. You and Betsy are just like fighting for like, uh, who's going to get on the podcast the most? <laughs> uh, I'll let her win that one if You'll you want. Her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's probably, she's probably got a you know, smoother voice, you know, probably a lot more cheerful than me. I don't know. This could be a good like, uh, yeah, like a, a talk off here between Betsy and Jim. <laughs> I would like to see that. Um, but of course, uh, when it comes to elections, they, our governmental affairs team are so amazing. They track everything, make everything so accessible for our members, and there's no better person to have on today. So, as I said, we're going to go pretty uh, macro, pretty uh, surface level here. Not going to dive too deep because, of course, you guys are going to go into that more in terms of like state capital reports and stuff in the future. So, um, but let's just start at the very, very top here. Of course, there was a highly public governor's race um, here at the top of this race. Uh, JB Pritzker and Darren Bailey. What was our results there? Well, I, depending on who you were following. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could have got the results technically in 15 minutes right. or four hours. But uh, as expected, Governor Pritzker um, took that top of the ticket pretty pretty easily. Um, you know, but Senator Bailey um, didn't resign or didn't concede till later in the night. But, you know, as you saw, uh, there were reports as early as 15 minutes after yeah. the polls closed that he had won. <laughs> so um, not, not a surprise there at all with, with uh, Governor Pritzker. Uh, winning another term. Yeah, absolutely. And well, you know, it's uh, I always find that funny too. There's people who always ask me, it's just like, how are they able to call like certain races so fast and everything? I was just like, it's like, it, it's data of where votes are coming Expected from. Expected votes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So like, yeah. what you're seeing isn't somebody saying like, the election is over. They're saying, we're pretty sure we've got this. They're saying <laughs> even if, and it's not the way of the winner most of the time, it's yeah. even if the person trailing gets let's say hypothetically this percentage of the remaining votes can he still and that's and, yeah, that's pretty much when that number say. gets too high that's right. when they call a race right. but 15 minutes is a little yeah a little, <laughs> little early little fast there yeah, but that hey. was quick that was quick <laughs> yeah well of course and you're right like uh, judging by which polls you were looking at whether or not you thought that race was going to be competitive or not there were a lot of highly competitive house and senate races um in the state here so why don't you give me just a brief rundown here of the house count uh, when it sure. comes to the illinois state house and, and um you know with the majority uh, in the House, um, that majority remained at the top of the ticket following all the constitutional officers other than the governor as far as um, State Treasurer Michael Frerichs right, right. and uh, our good friend, um, the Comptroller Susanna Mendoza. Right, I mean, right. they, they both, um, and, and Attorney General Kwame Raul, they all won their... Yes. their um, uh, but there, we there do as well. We do have a new Secretary of State, though. Am I right? Because Jesse White did retire. So. Correct. Correct. So <laughs> this um, is going to be so weird not seeing like Jesse White's know, picture on the DMV and website. I'm hoping that the the tumblers still are, are know, around right? and at the parade. At least that's my, one of my favorite parts. But uh, yes, with the majority at the top of the ticket winning as well. Um, you know, and this year there was a lot of speculation, or I should say, a lot of um, talk especially after the primary, that the Illinois uh, House Republicans were going to be able to pick up yeah. a few seats and that these maps um, were going to kind of lean their way a little bit in some areas. And what we saw on election night was actually a little bit of the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> um, with last year around 73 
uh, I think it was 73, um, 45 Democrats to Republicans in the House. After um, November 8th, we are now looking at for the 103rd General Assembly uh, to have 100 or 77 Democrats wow. and uh, 41 Republicans in the House, which means the Democrats had a gain of net four. Wow. Um, during yes, this this prior election, so it'll be seventy seven forty one Democrats uh, majority in the House. So that is that also kind of uh, you know again we're not going to get deep into anything national, but that was kind of a national trend, wasn't it? That Democrats did kind of overperform a oh, typical yeah. midterm year. One hundred percent, and you know I I think that um, you know there was a, a strong message a, a lot of times of you know this is a fight for democracy. I really mm-hmm. I really don't know if that was it. I think it was more of um, a battle of extremists and, yeah. and trying to get some more into the middle. But um, in Illinois, like I said, I would I don't know if it would be a surprise to say that Democrats picked up some seats, honestly. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was surprised at all. I would be um, dishonest if I said that I thought the Republicans would do a little better mm-hmm. in the yeah. Illinois House. But um, once you kind of saw that, the national media coming in and kind of the results, you kind of had a, uh-huh. a good sense of that wasn't going to be the case here in Illinois as well. And, um, you know, having a majority of 77 to 41 now, um, which led, if, if, if some of you might know, to, um, I think, Leader Durkin. Um, yes, this is some big news that happened over the weekend. Resigning here. as leader. He's not going to uh, continue as the House Minority Leader. Um, but, you know, some will say that's probably a result a little bit of, you know, this this election. But um, if you remembered about 10 years ago, Leader Durkin always said, you know, about 10 years is, is, yeah, is I, enough time. <laughs> you know, I don't really want to do this past 10 years. So in that I, position for that long. Right. I mean, so it grinds on you. <laughs> I think both kind of came into play there um, a little bit. And he's a great friend of ours and, and, a, yeah. and a great advocate for the real estate industry. So um, we, we were uh, a little surprised, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> if you go back to what he was saying ten years ago, um, it's not that surprising. But, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of rumors for who will who will take over as the House Minority Leader, and we'll we'll have to see which ones and, are true. And yep. And we've definitely got our pulse, uh, no, our, yeah, our hand we, on the pulse. We've of this, got our so. idea, but you know, you don't want to you don't want to say it or anything like that. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, there's numerous options, honestly, and you don't like you said you can read any type of rumor there is in, in capital facts or whatever political reporting there is <laughs> about the Capitol. Um, and you never know what's actually going to be true, but there are a lot of rumors out there who will be the new, um, house minority leader. And, um, We'll have to kind of wait and see. Yeah. And, of course, we will be, you know, your advocates, uh, all oh, you yeah. members out there, to whoever is mm-hmm. the new minority leader. Um, and we will continue to work with everyone at the yep. State House to yes. protect we, those property rights. Like I said, we, we don't care uh, what letter is next to your name. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right, so that's kind of the lay of the land of the House. Like, a lot of things kind of moving around there, especially with Durkin resigning the minority leadership. But um, in the Senate, though, the Republicans did fare a little bit better there. Um, a little bit better, yeah. And, um, you know, Last year, like the similar to the House last year, I think it was a forty-one eighteen split. Mm-hmm. I think you're roughly going to see something similar, maybe thirty-nine, um, you know, twenty mm-hmm. split. I think the the Senate Republicans are maybe going to pick up two, three, maybe three seats. There's one that's still out there that yeah, hasn't been still decided a race yet to be decided. Uh, right? With Senator Hastings um, against uh, the challenger Patrick Sheehan, I believe last time it was reported about fifty point two to forty nine point five. So not so, close at all, <laughs> right? So I, I you can you can see that one being a recount or, yeah. or contested, and um, so you, we probably won't know on that one for a little bit longer, but. As of right now, I think it's going to be um, the Senate Republicans might pick up two seats, one with a, a new district in, in Senator Seth Lewis and yeah. then um, uh, Senator 
challenger, Republican challenger winning in Southern Illinois. That is a nice feather in the cap for the Republicans of, you know, you know, even though the House didn't go quite how they were expecting to, they did do very well in picking up some seats in the Senate. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that, um, you know, balance in government is always good. But um, it, it, when you're in our position, it's more about the candidate and yeah. not the party. So individual candidates, individual themselves. candidates and ones that are going to really promote the real estate industry and protect private property rights. And like I said, we don't care about that letter. But no. I think a balanced government is always is always better in yeah. in most circumstances. But at the same time, like I said, if we have great candidates and great legislators who who share the same feelings and views and uh, outcomes, hopefully, that we want out of the real estate industry, then, yeah, like I said. Yeah, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. That, that's something that's become very clear to me over the past year is just, like, how much we work with both parties. Um, you know, like, it, it, there's nothing to be gained from partisanship on our point. No, you know? and, like, you know, I I remember Representative, uh, former Representative Mark Batnick, mm-hmm. who's also a realtor member as well, yeah. said it the best. He said, you know, what better way for you guys as the lobbyists for us, you know, to be at negotiating nonstop because that's what – we do as realtors. He said, what you guys do as a team is so similar to us because you are friends with both sides and you're trying to find common ground. When we're at a transaction table, we're trying to find common ground from between the buyer and seller. So we make great legislators, realtors do. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and it's, you kind of got to have that. um, Well, you really do have to have that mindset, but that approach as well um, is, you know, let's find common ground. And mostly that's done through bipartisanship. And like I said, there's balance, you know. There's balance. If there's a supermajority, there's a supermajority. We're we're still going to have to do what we feel is right for this industry and homeownership and private property. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, that's kind of the lay of the land when it comes to the elected officials and stuff like that. There were some uh, ballot measures that we right. had our eye on, um, some home rule measures uh, in certain communities. Uh, what happened with those? Yeah, as as you may know, that um, that's that's an initiative that we have taken upon ourselves to kind of um, limit the the government reach or government power in some areas. The Illinois Constitution states that the automatic threshold to become a home rule municipality, uh, which allows you to have different taxing powers and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, is twenty five thousand. And the moment you're over that threshold, you know you you are home rule municipality. But if you happen to fall under, like some did during the twenty twenty census, um, you have to go to a ballot measure or a referendum. To retain it. Okay. Um, or if you're underneath 25,000, regardless of the census, if you want to become a home rule form of government or have that power for maybe a revenue source or, or some plan that you have. Um, and it's on us to sometimes say, hey, that's a great plan. We understand what you're doing, but yeah. here's here's the negative side. Yeah. Um, you have to go to a ballot as well. And I, I, um, I know we were involved in initiatives in Southern Illinois. Um, in the Metro East area in Collinsville and in, in, in the suburbs of, of Barrington and Just Freeport. all over the state. <laughs> so in our local GADs and our uh, senior director of local advocacy, Gideon Bluestein, they do such a great job of um, really advocating this issue. And, you know, between our comms department and our GADs of, of really filling in the, the negative side of, of home rule and what it can be used for. And, um, you know, I always heard a great rule about home rule is, yes, if it, it, current governments or current municipalities that that don't have home rule and they say well we want to get it for this specific reason mm-hmm. and trust me we're not going to use it to raise property tax we're not going to re- use it for any other tax well we believe you but as long as you can promise that you're never going to lose an election yeah exactly <laughs> and that board is always going to be that board then yeah yeah but um that and as you know that's not always the case so um you know i know that there were um some unsuccessful attempts in collinsville and in barrington um, both of those paths to to become home rule, and um, it's a tough battle. It is, it is, and I think this year proved that. 
Um, but that doesn't mean um, that we're not going to at least advocate on behalf of, you know, homeowners and private property rights as far as what taxing powers you can have. Yeah. Hey, the work continues, right. <laughs> you know, regardless of, you know, any outcomes, our work continues. We continue to advocate for you uh, every chance that we can get. Um, our realtor oh, absolutely. Members. And, you know, uh, <laughs> sometimes I, you know, thinking back to the former GAD days, you know, you, you kind of miss uh, those local ballot initiatives like this. And mm-hmm. so if you get a GAD talking about one, you know, <laughs> good luck. Now would probably be a good time, but leading up yep. to those ballot initiatives, you know. <laughs> Well, and if you want to know more about Home Rule, we had a couple of our GADs on uh, one of our recent podcasts talking all about it, and it was an incredibly informative session there, Um, just because I had never heard of it, didn't know what it was, and like you said, to their credit, it literally wasn't like, here is just one position, one position, it was literally, what's this one? Mm -hmm. And even more, it was like, in this community, it means something different than it means up there, so very complex. And and you can kind of get the understanding that how in the thick of things GADs are when it comes to that. Yes, very much so. It's almost municipality versus the GAD, the the local association or us and the GAD. So it really is the only two at the table yeah. most of the time. This is again, I can't emphasize it enough, everyone. Our government affairs team is just so on top of it. I mean, I'm just gonna you know brag on you for like a little twenty seconds here, but it, it seriously is. They keep you so up to date. They are so knowledgeable, and they have their like I said, their hand on the pulse of every single thing that's happening in the state, local, like or you know big at the state house. Like they are there all the time. Well, I think it's a very very good. Um, way to show that how they emulate kind of the members they represent. Yeah. You know, member, our realtor members are have the pulse of the community. They yeah. know that, that community inside and out. And, you know, GADs are going to naturally uh, take that on themselves being around those type of members. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you are seeing firsthand how much of a pulse, yes, our GADs have on, on local communities. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, folks, that is kind of just a very brief overview of everything. Of course, uh, there is more coverage going to be coming. New state capital reports are going to be coming very soon, right, Jim? Yes, yes. Look out for the new state capital report, um, a new format, and um, mm-hmm. a new way to keep our, our members updated of what's going on during a legislative session. Um, it's going to be a little more a little more convenient for our, our members at the same time, kind of get still get into the weeds of, of certain issues and make sure that everyone's up to date on any legislative action. Yeah, absolutely. And to that effect, look, um, you know, elections are where we make our voice heard. Um, it's where every citizen makes their voice heard. And, you know, there's hardly, you know, any countries where it's so enshrined in the very being of who we are as a country that this is your duty. This is where you get to have a say in how your country, your county, your state is run. Um, and so get involved, everyone. And if you want to, of course, we have the Realtor Mobile Alerts. These things are so great. They literally keep you up to date and make you, they give you basically like a direct line to your representatives um, in a way that is so simple and so convenient. Um, and so if you want to do that, Jimmy, what's the uh, number that they typically text 30644. Text Realtor Tour to 30644. There you um, go. You will hear us say that a thousand <laughs> more times. Just going to put it a couple times at the end on this. Just that looping over and over. Um, but again, everyone, uh, that is going to do it for this episode here. Uh, Jim, thank you once again for all the knowledge you bring here. Every time we talk, I'm smarter, and I know so all of our listeners are too. So once again, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. So if you want to, please go and give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. It helps us in our rankings and such. And of course, if you want any more information from Illinois Realtors, simply search for us on your favorite social media apps. We will see you next week. Thank you.